Welcome to Politics for Teens and welcome back to my studio. Today we will be talking about the holy grail of activism. I'm going to make it quick because my both my phone and my computer is about to die and it will be a headache if I have to re-record this. And I should say that I actually do not know uh, what a holy grail is because I never watched those movies about the holy grail or Monty Python or whatever. But voting is brought up in many discussions about activism. Even in my very first episode, I talked about how young people are not voting in America. They just don't vote. In the 2014 election, um, midterm election cycle, only 20% of people aged 18 to 24 showed up to vote. In local elections, the voter turnout for people aged 18 to 24 is in the single digits, meaning less than 10% of young people vote in their local elections. Less than 10. So it could be 2% or 1%. Literally 1% could of young people could show up to vote. So, in over half of the big city mayoral elections reviewed, fewer than 1 in 10 registered voters aged 18 to 34 showed up to vote. There was a study done, and that's what they came up with. Uh, at, uh, a study at the University of Oregon analyzed voter registration records for what they considered to be the most important election in each city, typically e- either the last runoff or in jurisdictions with one-party control, the primary election. The saddest part is, because these are small local elections, just a few votes, literally like 20 votes, not just 20%, 20 people can make a difference between choosing a horrible, like, racist mayor or a nice, kind, you know, humane candidate. And, you know, not everything is black and white. But if young people just voted a little more in local elections, it would make the hugest difference. I don't think that hugest is a real word, but moving on. Also, change at the local level is really easy to happen because change is easier to happen in smaller governments. You know, you're not talking about billions of dollars in funding or major beef within the parties or political, you know, show business or major money. Um, Big corporations are not giving millions of dollars in exchange for them to vote on bills that favor them to like state senators or the state house of representatives. You know, because instead of giving money to senators in 50 states, you know, they would rather give that money to fewer people in the U.S. actual Congress. State senators are not doing anything for money or fame. I would not be able to name any state senator. Like, none. Other than the fact that uh, Obama was, like, a state senator, I know nobody. And I've met state senators, and they work three jobs because they don't get paid enough. So, you know, they are, uh, if people are vote, they are people who can make actual change. And um, there are more reasons why young people don't vote than there are, like, DJ Khaled albums. The man has 20 albums, and I cannot name any of them also. But I think, one of the, I think one of the reasons are because the American voting system is on the same level of complicated as doing taxes. Like, maybe a, maybe a little less, but it is definitely more complicated than building, like, I don't know, an Ikea furniture. Okay, but firstly, voting laws are so different from state to state. Like Minnesota, for example, has same-day voter registration and no picture ID laws. Other states like Tennessee require voters to register a month ahead of time and present a picture ID when you get to the polls. Also, it has multiple steps, which young people hate more than like having good posture. This is how most U.S. elections work. First, you have to register to vote. You can pre-register to vote when you get your driver's license that will register you vote um, automatically when you turn 18. Keep in mind, we are not talking about, like, 
U.S. presidential elections, just taking an example. So you register to vote. You can register at vote.org. You can register as a Republican, Democrat, another party, or just unaffiliated, which is like, yeah, these parties suck and like, you know, I'm not choosing any. Then you have to vote in the primaries. What is the primaries? The primaries are like as if there is more than one candidate that wants to go into the election from one party. Um, you can go to polling location and the state's primary voting day and vote or vote by mail depending on what your state does. So you guys might remember there was like a bazillion people who wanted to run for president from the Democratic Party. Uh, from like small senators to like two different billionaires to like a writer woman who like only showed up to one debate and talked about random stuff nobody knew what was she was talking about. It was honestly kind of funny. But I don't know if there are primaries in other countries. In the country I lived in before, didn't have them at all. Like, party just chose people, I think. After all the Democratic debates and the campaigning, there is a primary vote. It is all on different days in different states, and all have different rules of doing it. Some, some states only let people who are registered Democrats vote, but some states let people who are unaffiliated vote for the primaries. So uh, you first vote on who gets the Democratic seat for the presidential race. Um, so if you're a Democrat, then you can vote in the Democratic primaries. But if some states' primaries are not open, so you can only vote if you register yourself as a Democrat. But if it is open, then unaffiliated people can also vote. There was three big contesters in the primaries for the president. It was Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg, and Elizabeth Warren um, on top of Joe Biden. However, they were outvoted by Joe Biden, and that is who won the seat. Okay, now that we understand primaries, let's talk about what primaries are going on right now. Um, not a lot of people vote in the primaries because not many people know about it, you know, because it's all over the place. Like in some states like Iowa, the primaries are called caucuses. You guys probably heard a lot about Iowa caucuses because it's the first place where primaries happen for the presidential race um, for Democrats or for any other party. But it's, it's literally the weirdest thing I've ever heard. You like show up to a polling place in your community and then you all get in lines and then like they go, hey, if you want to vote for uh, like Clinton or if you want to vote for Sanders, you have to stand here. So you stand over to that place and everybody stands in lines and like, I don't know, does, raises their hand or something. But uh, what we're talking about, um, on November 3rd of this year, when we elect a new president, we will also elect all the House of Representatives again. As we know, there are two houses in Congress or the part of our government that makes uh, policies and laws. I'm just saying this for all the young listeners. So I'll make it quick if you already know this. Uh, in Congress, there are the Senate, which is made of 100 people, two senators from each 50 states. And there is the House of Representatives, which has 435 people. And representation is based on population. So one state like California could have 50 representatives, while another state like Alaska has one representative. People in the House of Representatives serve two terms, so there's a new election every two years to elect them. Senators serve six-year terms, so every time we do an election for the House of Representatives, we also elect one-third of the Senate. So not every state votes to choose their senators every two years. The idea is that by choosing one-third of the Senate every two years, in six years the Senate will be fully new. So these senators and House of Representatives uh, also has to do primaries. How fun! Um, and these primaries are going on right now. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, who, yes, is my hero, 
Um, you probably would have figured it out. Just won her primaries. Sometimes primaries are really important. For example, the district that AOC runs from is a blue, um, blue district in New York. Uh, it includes part of Bronx and Queens, I think. Um, so they almost always vote a Democratic candidate for House of Representatives over Republican. So if you win the Democratic primaries, like if you win the seat to run as a Democrat, you basically win the general election, the real election. But when AOC first came out, the first came out um, two years ago, the problem was this guy, Joe Crowley. He was a Democrat. He ran every year and he won for 20 years. Because nobody won a Republican, they just voted for him every year, even though he kind of sucked. Joe Crowley didn't even live in New York when he represented New York for many years. And he was taking a lot of money from big corporations and working for them rather than the people he represented. He was a 30-year incumbent, meaning he was the person holding the seat and nobody, you know, dared to even go against him. You know, and AOC was nobody. She didn't accept any big money for her campaign and she had promises, uh, real progressive promises like affordable housing and Medicare for all. And people in, the, in that district voted for the same person for 30 years. And things were lacking. And AOC challenged him. And although she was 36% down than him at the start of the campaign, she won at the end. You know, be- because, again, young people voted. Ta-da! It was almost entirely impossible for her to win. But she did the work, hard work, and actually campaigned. Joe, Joe Crowley didn't even come to debate her and just assumed his district would re-elect him. Like, he hadn't done an actual campaign in years. And primaries are what determines whether you're going to have a white guy with money and power or a working class candidate that has humane policies. And that is partially because we have a strict two-party system. If AOC ran from another party, she would have never won. She had to run as a Democrat. But the primaries were in her way because not many people, especially young people, vote in the primaries. You know, we're still talking about the process of voting still. Um, because we have a strict two-party system, there's no way you can run from another um, party. So you have to run as a Democrat. But there's a person who's been there for 30 years uh, as a Democrat. So you have to go against them. That's why primaries are so important. Um, so after the primaries, you wait for the actual election. Now, the Democrats are not going to campaign against each other, but the Republicans and the Democrats and the other party is going to be debating and campaigning. So, you know, like the Democratic debates are over. Uh, And then, because you ordered registered vote on the voting day, you go to a polling station and you show your ID like a driver's license and you go to a booth and vote. Some states have different voter ID laws. Uh, This raises many different voter suppression like laws sometimes. Some states like Colorado have a mail-in voting system. You don't have to go to a polling place to get a ballot. They send you a ballot, whether it's the primaries or the general election, the real election, or voting like on laws. They just send all the registered voters a ballot and then they, you know, and then you choose your candidates and mail it in or drop it off at ballot box before a certain date. So many states are different, which is part of the problem. For the general election, the date is November 3rd. But when you're electing your local state senators, House of Representatives, or even like mayor, you have to do primary voting and actual voting. And they're on different dates. In the country I used to live before, these were all the same states. So let us, states, so let us review. First, you register to vote. Then you vote in the primaries. Then, then you will vote in the real election. So right now, even if you are 17, you can vote in the primaries. If you will be 18 by November 3rd, it doesn't sound that complicated, but it really is. 
Um, you have to research when your primary date is and who's running from your district from your own party. So I hope this is making sense. I uh, spoke really fast. I hope you go to the website of your state and find out when your primary dates are and who's running from your party and how you can vote. I think that is our responsibility as young people. And um, we've been hearing a lot about voter suppression laws and how um, we have so many people in prison and we've put so many people in prison. And even if they are not in prison anymore and they are regular citizens, they are not able to vote. And we talk a lot about taxation without representation in this country. Um, so if even if pre- people um, has committed a felony and now they are working and now they're paying taxes, they still can't vote. Um, and these are, of course, dispor- disproportionately people of color, especially black people. And their votes are being suppressed. That is many of the ways that's being suppressed. But there are so many other glaring ways, like having only one polling station in the middle of a white area no polling stations in black neighborhoods and the only way for um us to show up for them is to go vote because they can't you know we talk about stop having violence stop um protesting too much stop doing crime or whatever like go vote but they can't they literally cannot their votes has been taken away so the only way for us to be good allies as young people is to go vote. There's a show that I've been watching um, I really like because I like politics. Is um, called Politician. Will you look at that? It's on Netflix. Um, I think you can find it on if you pirate it, if you don't have Netflix. But um, it's this young person going against this really like 30-year-old incumbent um, in New York. And she talks about how like he's never going to win because young people never vote and uh, it's just the truth but I think we should start voting and we should at least build the habits of voting you don't have to vote every election like every local election not every time you have to elect your city mayor your governor your state senators not every time but at least if we keep building habits then you know, there will be more people voting in our country. And if you look at global data, America is the only country that has the lowest, the lowest voting rates. Like it is horrible how low our voting rates are. In other countries, at least 60% of people vote, like more than 50% of people vote in any local national election. But in America, we can have below like voting voter turnout below that you know, and still call it an election it is really uh bad and there is definitely reasons why voter suppression is encouraged because it is way easier for money and corporate uh interests to be represented if less people are voting so um i will end the podcast with a homework this episode's homework is go register to vote and vote in your primaries go to your website of your state find out how your state holds elections and vote in the primaries that's all i have to say and then you have to let's all show up on november 3rd please let's vote trump out this was politics for teens thank you for listening see you next time